lovely ladies in the studio that are all part of MAPA and and one fly in the wall. <laughs> Peter, Peter Liu is doing a Facebook Live. Hi, Peter. Hi, Hi everyone Peter, on Facebook. And, Hello. Um, he does. He's he's a wizard on that, isn't he? He's yes, really he good is. with social media. Uh, well, you, uh, well, aren't they pretty looking looking at them? There we got starting right and going to left. We've got Hoku. Hoku's been working with Dave Johnston and really involved in getting this huge into the woods production out of the woods and into Mac. It's going to be at the Mac soon. Next week you go into the Mac? Or the week after? Next week. Next week. Nice play on words, by the way. Thank that you. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> next week, yes, we open next week, Friday. Wow. That's August 24th. Yeah. Can you believe that's coming up so fast? No. No. <laughs> no. We're, no. <laughs> We're taking it day by day. It's going to so it's everyone you have to check this one out it's going to be so fantastic into the woods opening night august 24th and i'm telling you you should get tickets now why because tickets on opening night especially go really really fast everyone wants to go to the premiere night right Mm -hmm. um so and then it's friday saturday and sunday the 24th 25th and 26th and then the following weekend the 31st uh friday the 31st september 1st and the 2nd and it's going to be, I mean, an amazing performance. Now, these summer performances have quite a history. And each one is like this amazing production number with huge, huge cast and crew. And and we're going to be talking to some of the people, of course, you know, and you help direct and arrange this all, Hoku. But we also have in the studio here Yezi, who has got quite a wonderful background as a dancer and a choreographer. She has her own dance company and she does work also with Seabree and this is going to be a very interesting piece to do choreography on because it's a little different you don't have a it's not a field it's a woods (laughs) yes this is very true (laughs) but it it definitely makes it really interesting and fun Um, for my background I actually graduated from University Arts in Philadelphia with a BFA in jazz dance musical theater oh really yes and then you traveled around yes (laughs) you traveled to Jersey what were you doing in Jersey Uh, that's actually where I grew up so I grew up there I left to go to college and then started working professionally I was still in college for a Cirque company that was down in Florida. Oh, wow. And that, so, that must have been amazing. It really was because I that was when I got to study aerial work. So you when did I was aerial, down you there. You did those strange, hard, difficult moves on a. Yes. My uh, main apparatus was the lira, which is basically a metal hula hoop that fall, like, hangs from the oh, ceiling. That's scary. It, it is, and it leaves a lot of bruises. I it's bet hard. it does. <laughs> yeah, my gosh. Well, if you want to watch um, on Facebook to see how lovely Yessie is, um, it's MAPA Facebook? Where is it? Yeah, it's on the MAPA page. On the MAPA page, okay. Uh, because, you know, it, it it's hard work being a dancer. Is it harder being a dancer or being a choreographer? They're actually very different in a lot of ways. One is making someone else's vision a reality. And, well, I guess actually in both ways it is. Because <laughs> I try to make my directors... <laughs> Um, vision come to reality Mm -hmm. but it's interesting being on both sides of the spectrum either getting to create it and have somebody else perform it for you versus somebody else create it and have you do that for them is you know it sounds like something where you get to really free your creative 
inner dance self in this this lovely way of expressing your emotion and yet you you have to work within the confines of a rather large cast here they are very talented cast very talented cast is really amazing that i get to work with them in general as it goes so yeah no but they're not all dancers are they no, but they are movers. <laughs> they're movers <laughs> and shakers. Exactly. <laughs> but they're not going to shake so much as move, right? <laughs> yeah, depending on the scene. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so let's go down Hoko. I'm going to pull you in and give us, um, let's, let's all be impressed by some of the people in the cast playing some of the major roles here. Oh, of course. Yes, we do have a outstanding cast. Um, we like to call them the A-team because there are tons of talented actors on this island and we happen to have a huge handful of them yeah um first starting with the narrator who is also the mysterious man robert e wills uh we haven't <laughs> we've seen bob i think last time in guys and dolls so it's been a while since we've seen him on stage uh cinderella or as we like to affectionately call her cindy uh is played by the lovely liana Locke, and we have also there we go. Jack is uh, Keegan Otterson, Jack of Beanstalk fame. Jack's mother is Christy Scott. Baker is Logan Jacob Heller, which um, it's been a while since he's had a lead, but he was actually just in Charlie Brown. So if you got to see that, you'll remember him from there. Baker's wife, the amazing Lena Kruger. Milky White is actually our <laughs> lovely choreographer as well, Yezzy. Yezzy oh, is playing. Oh, I didn't know you were in it as well, Yezzy. Yes. yes. I didn't know until recently <laughs> myself. She uh, joked one day because we were trying to look for a Milky White, and she, she said, <laughs> oh, I would love to be Milky White. And David and I both looked at each other and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so here it's she Milky is. Milky White, like. She's no a cow. Oh, she's a cow. <laughs> I died really well, and so that, I think, was... Uh-oh, you're giving away a plot twist here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> no, you didn't hear that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And moving on, Cinderella's <laughs> mother, <laughs> is, her stepmother, is Lisa Teichner. Oh, Lisa, uh, we love Lisa. We she's do. She's in here quite often, actually. Oh, is she? She's oh, yeah, fabulous. She's quite a bit. On Friday, she comes and does She's show. such a pro. Mm, yeah. Right. Uh, Florinda is Monica Burney, and Lucinda, her sister, is Jackie Messier, oh, the two of them. that's my real name is Lucinda. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Cindy from Lucinda, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you have to meet Jackie, both her and Monica. There aren't a lot of Lucindas out there. I wouldn't think so. You might be the only mm. couple of Lucindas on the island. You guys will have to <laughs> bond. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Cinderella's father is played by Joey Schumacher, who is a staple on the stage as well. Little Red Riding Hood brings back Casey Hughes. Oh. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen Casey. She went off and became a beautiful mother of a little girl named Lindy. Uh, and so we're so happy to finally have her back on stage with us. Uh, this is the first time she's actually working with MAPPA. Um, the Witch is also another one that hasn't done something in a while, but Kirsten Otterson. God, is she amazing. Mm-hmm. Um She's just fun to work with, and she's just so open. Cinderella's mother is Virgie Cantorna. Oh, we love Virgie. Yes, yes. And she's got a voice, doesn't she? Oh, she has a gorgeous mm-hmm. voice. Love her voice, yeah. Yeah, gorgeous voice. Uh, Wolf, by played by the Francis Tawa, the amazing Francis Tawa. 
Granny by the crack-up Ali Shore, who, if you give her any chance, will steal the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel is played by the beautiful Sarah Jelly. Rapunzel's Prince, played by Ricky Jones. Cinderella's Prince, played by Jerry Eiding. Everyone loves Jerry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The steward. And talk about a voice. And again, talk <laughs> about a voice. I mean, this cast, yeah. their voices. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, we've actually you've said that they're... Um, they're a big cast, but comparatively to our other shows, this is a quite this is a small cast. Is it? Yeah, it's normally just they're big people. They're just they're well-known legendary. names. And they're not mean big. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Although Bob does say quite often that he's not a small little cream puff. Um, the giant is played by none other than Kathy Collins. Which is so funny because yes. we know Kathy's not. She's very petite. She's quite petite. (laughs) So we thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Snow White, uh, played by Jenna Mukai, and Sleeping Beauty, played by Haley DeForest. We also have our wonderful ensemble that are kind of our druids in our forest, played by Brock Ambrose, Shane Borge, Elisha Cullins, Riley Hubin, Kylie Kaeo, Orion Milligan, Jenna Mukai, Sarah Patton, and Jace Levitt again. Now, you've given away a lot of clues from going down that list about what this show's about. And, I mean, I've seen the movie, and many people may have seen the movie, but in case people haven't, it's a rather interesting plot. And it's a it's a psychological plot, and it's a fun plot. And um, it's also because it takes characters that you can really play with, right? Mm-hmm. So give people a little background of what Into the Woods is about. Well, should we do the elevator version, right? <laughs> the elevator, the elevator version is Into the Woods is uh, pretty much fractured fairy tales. So they bring together stories you know, such as Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, Cinderella and her princes, or prince, I should say, uh, Rapunzel and her prince. And they're mixing these stories together. Uh, and they've included one new couple that you've never heard about, the baker and his wife. What about the cow? Oh, and the cow, the cow is with Jack. <laughs> okay, yes. yeah, of course. Milky White is, 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 uh, is belonging to Jack. She is kind of all over the place. She becomes everyone's cow at some point in time. <laughs> oh, no. oh, what does that say? You'll have to come and see okay. what I mean. Um, all very mysterious. All very mysterious. So it's a, it's a lovely, um, and it's not a fairy tale, but no. it uses the fairy tale images to evoke something in us. Because we grew up with these characters we did we did grow up with these characters um a lot of us actually grew up with the disney version of these characters that's true uh which is not what exactly this tale is about this tale is more true to the brother Grimm's stories Mm -hmm. Uh, a little bit more adult uh there's a lot more in terms of something lessons to be learned there david our director um brilliant as he is you know questioned into the woods into the woods it's said over and over again in the show why why and he finally came to this conclusion that it's it's an invitation when you're saying come into the woods you're not saying the literal woods but it's the psychological part of yourself going into yourself and finding the things that you're afraid of finding those things that make you a better person and bringing those back to your community once mm. you found those things. Mm. And you don't just find it once. You have to keep going into the woods. And that's very, very well put. Very yeah. well put. Um, when you started work on this was about when? When did the, the, the rehearsals begin? May. 
I would say May. Yeah, I was going to say it's been it's been a long process. Uh, this process is quite long because we we have a producer circle that we prepare for first. So we started, I believe, in the end of May with vocal. Uh, they worked on the songs, and then we did a producer circle in June. And after that, we began the full extent of our rehearsal period. And Yezzy, when did you start the, the choreography on this? I came in to start working on producer circle, so I would say maybe halfway through June. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah. that way, so you're now at the point where you're just refining your work, right? You're refining all. The, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, you're at the point you're not, they're not learning from friends. They're just getting it ready to polish it up, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's. It's always subject to change until it isn't, um, <laughs> which I like to say that I in the like beginning. That. That's very good. It's all subject to change until it isn't. And it isn't after the show's over. Then it still could be for the next show. No. We don't go that far, right? <laughs> it's always a continuation. It's always a continuation. Well, I want to bring on our lovely other two people who are guests here in the studio, JoJo and Lorraine. And, uh, uh, it's Larney. Oh, Larney, come on in close. Come on in close. <laughs> Sorry. And, and JoJo is um, the costume designer. Yes. And um, with her is Larney, who does not only assistant costume designing, but wigs. And I've never actually met a person in charge of wigs before. <laughs> so nice to have you here. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. This, this, this is a wonderful drama for costumes, isn't it? Absolutely. How, um, how wild can you go on your costumes? Honestly speaking, you can really, I mean, the sky's the limit. Even in the movie, I think they took some liberties with the direction that they went, um, and they had their own reasonings for for choosing the costumes and colors that they did. Um, When David and I were talking, a lot of that kind of psychological transformation of them entering the woods and being in the woods and what that means when they come out of the woods as well um, was a big part of the inspiration for costumes. Um, when him and I were talking, one of the reasons I actually really wanted to do this show and have been wanting to do this show um, is because I grew up with the fairy tales. Um, and I watched the Disney versions, but I actually really love the Grimm version. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is much darker, and it is um, it is a very different telling of the stories than what we're used to in so the Disney happy version. So is that a different uh, interpretation then with the costumes than you um, would do if you were doing fairy tales? Uh, not exactly. I think that was a big part of the inspiration. What One thing that we wanted to do in costumes was really look back at when the original stories were written because of um, mm. how much the Grimm fairy tales really inspired these characters. Interesting. So 18 um, what? It's anywhere from the 16th century to the 18th century. Oh, um, I thought it was later. I didn't know it started in the yeah, 16th So and- depending on the story, of course, um, Jack and the Beanstalk was a little earlier. Little Red Riding Hood was probably a little bit earlier. Um, our Cinderella story hits right in the Baroque and Rococo period, so that was a lot of fun with the silhouette. Um, we kind of got to go really wide with their, uh, with the paniers, and then we got to go really big with hair. So um, so that was a lot of fun to design for. Um, a lot of things that actors had to adjust to because it's new silhouettes and uh, extra body extensions <laughs> that they're probably not used to walking around with and moving through doors with. I, I, my mind kind of boggles at these body extensions. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of hair extensions, but I yeah. haven't heard of these body extensions before. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for 17th century, if you think about Marie Antoinette, you know, sort of the really wide hips yes. and the really tall hair. Yes, um, yeah. I, I guess the most recent 
example of that would probably be the Kirsten Dunst movie that everyone refers mm-hmm. to, but that's not really a, as accurate of, yeah. a, of a telling of that time period. So you have um, to be careful if you have too big a wig. I guess I'll bring our wig person in. Yeah, absolutely. The wigs here, you, wigs have to be balanced while you're moving, dancing, and moving, and some of them are pretty big, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> as much as we would like them to be balanced, there is, like, I'm just going to say there's, a, like, a lot of asymmetry in the way that the hair is, is uh, primarily because it's just really appealing and because of headwear, um, which was also really popular in the time. Um, it's hard because wigs is, like, <laughs> huge. But <laughs> huge. How many wigs do you have? I believe we have about 12. 12, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do they, how do they stick on the head? Um, it really depends. Most of our wigs are lace front, which means that the front of the wig is made out of a lace or has a fake scalp. Um, and every individual fiber is, um, sewn or like hand done into the wig. And then, um, I modified a good number of them so that they would sit a certain way on the head and be styled a certain way. Uh, and then really all the actors have to do is that they have to just pin it in. So are they already using the wigs? Are, they, are, you, are you already getting the, the uh, actors using the wigs and costumes? We're, we're sort of in the beginning of that process. Costumes comes on a little bit later. We've, we usually have a lot of prep time because we have to build. We actually built a lot of our costumes on the mainland and then shipped them over. Oh, wow, that's um, hard. So a lot of calls back and forth and a lot of pictures flying. A little flying bit, yeah. And, yeah. Hoku and I had a very yeah. long relationship <laughs> prior to me even coming to the island. Um, so that was actually really great. She was really transparent, so we had a lot of... Uh, chats back and forth about what things would look like mm-hmm. uh, and I was sending pictures all the time <laughs> even in fun. process yeah it was yeah do you um, work with the colors in the lights that are going on and the colors in your costume would those have to be interwoven yeah definitely um we have a lot of production meetings ahead of time um so that we are able to kind of be on the same page at least in theory it's kind of like what Yessie says that everything's changing until it can't change anymore <laughs> Um, and lighting, you know, has a little bit more adjustment time because they do come in also at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my collaboration happens with the scenic designer first, mm-hmm. where we're sort of talking about colors early on. And that's also something that's kind of driven by um, Hoku and David as the directors. So, so is there a lot of, there's the dark of the woods and then mm-hmm. the light between with the people. Yes. So spotlights, I would imagine as well. Yeah. And then the colors and the movement going on. And yeah. I have to intertwine you because choreography <laughs> with these big, uh, whether you call, what do you call them, wide or, yeah. uh, that's got to come into play with choreography. If you can't, I mean, the guys, I guess, can move easier than the women in this, right? But I mean, how do you figure dance on something where you have a rather large outfit to wear? Well, I think it's an adjustment, and especially for women, we're used to. Mostly dealing with difficult garments at times. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, and when you go, there are yeah. shoes that I wear that I don't even think I should be able to walk in, but right. somehow <laughs> adrenaline do <hits>. amazing things. <laughs> but also, too, I feel like because of that, that adds a very human element, especially to the movement. Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, if you bump into each other, that has to be part of it, or focusing more on the arms than the feet because the feet aren't necessarily going to be seen. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. And do you have dances where 
there are men and women dancing together, or is it kind of all individual choreography of individuals? Um, a little bit of both. Uh-huh. There will be um, some duets in there mm-hmm. and some group work, so a little bit of everything. It's it's who's doing makeup. <laughs> uh, Lorne is actually was designing some of it, or she we had talked about it. So technically, she is our makeup, but because our everybody that I listed, um, all the cast, they're all volunteers, and we are so grateful for them because they put in all this time, and they aren't paid for it. So everything you're going to see is out of a labor of love. Wow, um, for them, yeah, hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. of hard work and. Mm-hmm. learning, dancing, doing the whole thing, and, of course, the lines. Of course, yeah. And, and of course, great music as well. There's, there's, there is music again, once again, yes. which is good, great music involved here, mm-hmm. which is a whole thing to learn, you know, the, the lines and learn the music and sing together. It's, it's key as well. It is, and we are led by the wonderful Gary Levitt, and he has been our musical director for the last four or five years, and he... He's just wonderful with working with the actors, and he's been having such a great time, he said, because he does have such experienced singers this year. The amount of um, vocal production that they can produce as a group is astounding, considering how small of a group they are comparatively to what we've had. And then, of course, we're led by the David Johnston, you know, mm-hmm. who has been doing this for the last... Has he become the David Johnston? He is the David Johnston. He's He's listening. He's happy I, okay. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, David. They did. I love it, the David Johnston. <laughs> That's very good. And it kind of describes him. I can understand that. Well, how many shows? My gosh, how many shows has he done, right? You've worked with him now for how long? Uh, I've been working with David, um, mostly the capacity of being an actor, um, with him for the last five years. And then only this year have I been working on the other side of the table with him, Mm -hmm. uh, watching his directing style. He's been mentoring me. But when there's something like this, and it seems to me, knowing a little bit, only through interviews mainly, the David... Johnson, <laughs> that that there's a lot of thought that goes into all this. He's a thinker, isn't he? That is Wait, Everyone's nodding their heads <laughs> yeah. here. My gosh, I, I think I struck a note. <laughs> Does anybody want to elaborate? I on elaborate that? on because I mean he really takes it deeply into consideration and in how it's going to be. And each play he picks is like a challenge, a major challenge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's fascinating to watch and to be a part of Mm -hmm. because for somebody who's so specific is just as open which is really cool and there's a lot of communication going on with you have a lot of communication yes back and and forth and how does that affect you as a choreographer and a cow (laughs) (laughs) my split personality um it it goes both ways it's actually also fun to be on the other side of the coin and get you know some direction as being a cow as well as direction as to the essence of what each scene or what each character represents so it's kind of a a crafting Mm -hmm. because I go in there with my thought process and he has his thought process Mm -hmm. and we get to find somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. and I think that's a great experience, especially for the the people that 
we are working with. Were you responsible for taking the wheels away from him this year? (laughs) (laughs) I cannot claim responsibility on that. (laughs) That's actually Jamie Tate, who is our scenic designer and actually our technical director for the Maui Academy of Performing Arts. (laughs) Well, but because the David Johnston is known (laughs) for having these moving scenes and sets and... Mm -hmm. They have a choreography of themselves. You know, they're, they're still moving. They, they're still moving. Okay. Um, Always. Well, Always. he said his wheels were taken from him this year, but not all, huh? Not all. He happened, he got two things on wheels this year. He yeah, he, he smuggled those in. He's like, well, I just need these. So he does have two things that are are uh, on wheels. The rest of them, the rest of the things are moving as well. They're just not on wheels. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. But the trees move? Uh You'll have to come see. Okay, <laughs> very good. <laughs> I mean, because you know, nothing like a forest that moves, right? I mean, right. that can be really, that can be rather, or, unless the trees are people. Oh, maybe. Oh, oh. you're gonna have to come oh. see it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, how do you dress a tree? Mm. <laughs> Long. <laughs> Try not to give away too much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how many costumes do you have in the show? Oh. A lot. So a many. lot. A lot. It's, at least 80 plus. Wow, that's say. a huge yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. There's, wow. Um, most of the characters do stay in one costume, but we have a few that have at least three or four changes. So so it really just depends on the character. Um, do they dress different in the woods than out of the woods? Mm. That's something also yeah, that you'll oh have to boy. find out. I'm trying not to give too much away, you know. Oh, <laughs> These <hard>. design meetings. <laughs> <laughs> design discussions are always a, a dead giveaway. Um there are some, and, and I will say you'll probably have to come see the show to see the rest yeah. of them. Yeah. One of, I think, the biggest things we talked about, uh, which I think JoJo touched on, is when people come into the woods, that the woods do affect them, not just emotionally, mm-hmm. but physically. And that does manifest no, in manifest in some of the costuming. It does, yes. Oh, I, I didn't know. I thought it was just kind of mentally and emotionally. Yeah, you know, it's physical as well. Of course, mm-hmm. it does all tie together. It's just that we don't see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting point to it. I mean, it's really always at the highlight of the summer to go to the MAPA shows. So, and and, and another thing about the David Johnston, I'm going, why do you, these shows you do are so difficult? You know, it's like, wow, you know. Um, but he does. He chooses. Um, he dem- he never goes for the easy way out, does he? He always goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he always goes for for the high bar, right? Uh, he does because he believes theater is there to help reflect on society. And so, if it's not theater's not saying something, then why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Theater is more than just entertainment. It does mm-hmm. entertain naturally, but it should be there to for us as a society to f- reflect on where we are mm-hmm. on something that's. Affecting, affecting, affecting. I always uh, use that wrong, but yeah, as as a society, it's affecting. Yeah, it affects us. Affects us. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I hope it affects us. Well, that's what we hope, and that's what he strives for in his in his shows. That's why, even if you've seen Into the Woods, it's very different watching a movie Mm -hmm. versus going to a show like this that's theater with people you know are volunteering. Mm To give themselves to a play like this, which is a massive amount of time and work. Yes. Um, so, you know, and I, I, I think it's grown. I, I guess I'd have to ask Peter, but Peter's 
doing Facebook Live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's hiding busy. behind his camera just like you would a TV, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but no, I mean, it seems like there's really a high expectation as well because people know that these are top-flight actors that could be on Broadway, and some of them have been, um, but want to do it because they like to live on Maui and they like to live here and they're getting themselves to it. I mean, there used to be the attitude long time ago, it's like, well, it's Maui theater, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's really gone away, <laughs> you know. It's not like, no, you can just not say it's just Maui theater. Yeah. But the one thing I have to bring up is that if we were going to go to Broadway or San Francisco or Los Angeles, it would cost about $200 more than it's costing to go to Into the Woods. And um, and the fact that all these people are not getting... Oh, that's an interesting one. That, that, you played your, your music there on your water container. That, that was very good. I, it, <laughs> Add up to the effect. That's yeah. really good. Um, so, I mean, to, to go to Into the Woods, my gosh, I, I don't know how you're able to make it so affordable. Um, tickets are only $22, $44, $66. Now, that would be $200, $400, 6 or 7 or $800, but by the time the scalpers got it up, it'd be $4,000, right? <laughs> I mean, but that is the way it goes, right? And you all know because you're in the, you've been in the theater business for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, most things are very, very expensive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to the point where I went to New York and I wanted to go to a theater show, and I really couldn't afford it. I mean, the cheapest show I could find, I was in downtown and Broadway, but $600. And I'm going, I don't want to spend $600. No, that's almost a ticket somewhere, right? But, I mean, not that it's probably not worth it, but people have been doing this and going and paying this money because it is the experience yes. that's unforgettable mm-hmm. when you go to a show live. Yeah, no, there's no other feeling than watching live theater. Just as far as there's the emotional aspect of things and the energy that people share on stage and they emote into the audience. And to be moved by that, there's no other experience like it. There's also an interaction. Don't you feel it when you're on stage? It's interaction that happens between the people on stage and the theater and the people in the audience? Very much so. There's uh, a sharing of energy and support. And you're allowing yourself to see something that maybe, given a different circumstance, you wouldn't be able to experience or even realize about yourself. You know, there's even though you're surrounded by people in an audience, you're having a personal experience. And I think the same goes on stage. That's a good point. Oh, you've done jazz, dance, right? Mm-hmm. You had that... Does that, um, are you implementing that feeling into, because this is a psychological drama, and I think of jazz dance as a psychological expression of dance. Is that kind of correct? Do you, know, you think jazz dance is a psychological expression? It definitely can be, and I believe it, for the most part, outside of ballet, it's the most familiar to people, even though contemporary has made its way but into But there's more popularity. freedom in jazz than there is ballet. I would say so, mm-hmm. in a in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me because I'm such a technician. Oh, <laughs> you're a me. technician. As far oh. as like the the technique of of the the different genres go for for dancing, but jazz definitely allows more freedom and is more accessible. I would say. Are you happy to see that also the dance through the course of all these TV shows 
with the famous dancers and the uh, the dance shows kind of come dancing's kind of come back, right? Yes, it's it's amazing to see and to bring that back. And the same thing even with live theater, mm-hmm. just to be able to have that kind of exposure and for people to realize that they can still experience those things and that they're still important is really necessary. Okay, so how much jazz dance is in the show? <laughs> Don't say you have to come see it. <laughs> how much of it you get to do? I, I feel like I've dropped enough spoilers oh, for one no. day, but as I said, there will be some... You just told us some, the cow died. That was a good one. <laughs> there are some fun duets, and so I will I will leave you with that. There's some fun jazzy duets. With dance? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Okay, What's and, and going back to our JoJo, JoJo, you know, there was a song written about you. Yes, I know. You know that, Boss Gag. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, but I, you're the first JoJo I've actually met. Oh, um, but but in the costumes, are there some very romantic costumes? Do you get, rom- oh, get absolutely. to go romantic? Ro- yeah, aren't romantic sure. costumes fun? Absolutely. I mean, all of these costumes are fun for me. Uh, there's just so much more about period costumes that I don't get to do very often, um, and that's something that I love about theater. Um, there are quite a few romantic costumes in this one. We've got a lot of romantic relationships as well. Is the um, cow very romantic? No. <laughs> I think she can be. I think she <laughs> There is a love between her and her owners, I guess. And the hair, hair can be romantic, right? Hair can be romantic. I feel like if I go into any conversation about the hair, I'll just spoil all of it. Oh, no. <laughs> it was actually quite funny because I remember the stepsisters because that, it's that whole Rococo kind of mm-hmm. style. And Lonnie's like, look at this. And I was like, oh, it's beautiful. Can we make it bigger? <laughs> and she's like, bigger? I'm like, yeah. A lot bigger. bigger. <laughs> you really have to see the show to see how big they've become. <laughs> oh, I love it. It sounds great. It It, it is really um, a fantasy, mm. psych- psychological fantasy, musical, dance extravaganza. Did I miss something? With gorgeous costumes and With hair. Costumes. <laughs> and lighting. We'll have beautiful lighting. Lighting is uh, so yeah. important. People don't realize how important lighting is, yeah. especially on something that is a psychological drama. Mm-hmm. You definitely, the lighting, especially something like the woods and stuff, it's very tricky. You know? yeah, yes, and because of Who's our... Who's doing lights? We should um, give him a shout out. Mark Estrella and Matt. Matt, I don't want to butcher your last name. Matt Moreau. I think that's how I say it. Um, I just call him Matt normally. But uh-huh. they are, they're over at the Mac, and so they're both just fabulous on lights. And this year, because our set isn't moving as much, we are going to be using a lot more lights to help change the mood and setting of each place that we're in in the woods. So is the, the opening night usually the busiest night, isn't it? Or, or it's, I mean, sometimes you're sold out, sold out, sold out. Mm-hmm. But there are Sunday, and I know some people like to go on Sunday at 3 o'clock. So it's 7.30 on Friday and Saturday, and there's a Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Yes. And I know some people like to do that. You know, truthfully, I can understand that, right? Yeah. Um, and then, um, so you really should get tickets. Yes. Because you can choose your seats. A lot mm-hmm. of people wait. It drives me crazy. Doesn't it drive you crazy? People wait to the end. <laughs> I don't know why they wait to the end. Peter, do you know why they wait to the end? But that's Maui. You know, it wouldn't be if they if they were thinking the scalpers are going to buy up all the tickets. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't wait to they the would. end. <laughs> it's called Hawaiian time. We all know it. Yes. But uh, call 242-SHOW and get your tickets, or you can go to MauiArts.org. Um, and they're very, very helpful. 
in getting, if you call the box office, the seats that you want. Because you want the seats, right? And you want to say something, don't you? I always want to say something. (laughs) Um, The one thing that we do want to mention, especially for opening night, is that we have a special $20 only for students with valid IDs to be able to come and see the show. Wow, is that wonderful? $20 opening night only for students. And that and that's going to be fun. And that's all ages, too. Aww. So anybody that has a student ID can Yay. get that discount. Well, that's wonderful. I'm Thank you for bringing that up. And um, we don't want people to wait. And um, not only that, folks, when people see this and the word gets out about what a great show it is, the tickets are going to sell out. Mm-hmm. And you won't have the seats you want if you get any seats at all. So uh, don't wait. Get your seats. It's, you know, it's worth getting them now. 242-SHOW. Um, if you want to pick your seats with the help of the box office, or go to MauiArts.org and look at the little map, and you can do it that way, too. It's a wonderful, wonderful crew and cast. And I want to thank Peter. Um, he's been working hard getting everything done here. And the wonderful people. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for everything. I want to thank um, our lovely people here. And it's great seeing you again, Hoku, and, and Yezi, and... Jojo and Lorraine. Is it Lorraine? Technically, it's LaArnie. LaArnie. Oh, my gosh. That's a first, too. I've never met a LaArnie or a Jojo. Actually, you're the first Yezzy. So this is all. <laughs> I knew Hoku, Hoku, Hoku Padilla, of course. But, you know, so you're not the first Hoku. No. But, you know, you're in good shoes there, right? With, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hoku's a good name. I like it. So, and I want to thank you all so much and for the work you're doing and expressing what you're doing. Um, it's a really creative endeavor, and it's beautiful to see your lovely faces all full of energy for this creative expression of Into the Woods. I mean, I absolutely adore the idea of it and what you're doing, and I can't wait. I'm really excited about having the opportunity to get out and see it. So a big mahalo, mahalo, and mahalo to each of you for the work you're doing, and especially all the people who aren't here, which include a ton of volunteers. They're all volunteers, Mm -hmm. but a lot of other people behind the scenes that we don't get to see. Yes. The musicians and the other mm-hmm. people and the, yeah, all the people working on the, the the amazing sets as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So a big mahalo to them as well. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you again. And I'll see you as a cow <laughs> next time I see you. You'll be a cow, but I'll kind of know you. Yes, <laughs> you will. I'll make sure I come find you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. All right, we're going to so hear much. from Kalani Kalani Paya. Uh, Kalani has a brand new CD out. We're going to hear all about it. I am so thrilled. 